Okay, Carter. So, I want to know if you could have anything in the world from the Disney Studios. If they could make any any project, any film, anything at all, your Red Rider BB gun, by the way. This is an inside joke that we have. Is it really an inside joke? It's it's from A Christmas Story, the yes. um the toy that he asks for from everybody is a Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> and yeah, so we have yeah. sort of uh claimed that term as it pertains yeah. to everything. If if you could ask for a Red Rider BB gun. It is an outside joke that we've made, we've claimed that we've as our own. we've brought on in here, yeah. What's, we've what's, stuck our flag into. Exactly. What would be your Red Rider BB gun here as it pertains to Disney? I mean, I think it goes without saying I want a hand-drawn animated film. Like, I felt like that was already yeah. understood. Like, we talked about that a lot. Right. For me, the thing I keep coming back to is we haven't done... It's interesting that Disney hasn't done really an adaptation in a while in terms of, like... You know, the original Disney animated movies were all fairy tales based on, like, Grimm's fairy tales right. or that sort of oeuvre of storytelling. Like, classic literature, classic fairy tales. Right. So, my first instinct was, oh, let's do another, like, classic lit. Like, what stories haven't we covered yet? You know, yeah. we were talking about Dickens, we were talking about this, we were talking about that. But I'll do you one better. I think it is time for them to adapt a classic musical. Howard Ashman's entire pitch for the Disney Renaissance was, he was like, I'm coming to animation because I've realized animation is the most perfect form of musical theater in terms of, like, when emotions are too big, you sing. When, like, you know, the like the world changes as you sing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's this sort of, like, dreamlike art form. Right. And we're getting to basically 100 years of Broadway tradition at this point. Like, you know, like the first quote-unquote musicals in the traditional American sense were like in the 1920s. Right. And I think there's like a really surprisingly fertile space for Disney to look at something like Oklahoma and say, let's do our version of this. Right. Like granted, they'd probably be a little hesitant because they like to write original songs for everything. Sure. And there's not a lot of room to do that. You'd right. have to do the live action remake thing where you just add the one song that's sung by a celebrity over the credits. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like Disney's... Oklahoma, Disney's Phantom of the Opera, wow. Disney's, uh, well, they wouldn't do Gypsy. Hello, but, Dolly? I don't know. Yeah, Disney's Hello, Dolly. Like, that would be fun. <laughs> right. Like, it would be interesting. Disney's Music Man. Like, there's so much room for this. Right. But I'm surprised they haven't considered it before. That is really interesting. Because, like, those all, like, hearing those titles that you just named off, those seem like they would be part of the Renaissance, or they would have been something that they would have claimed back in the 90s, you know? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and I mean, Disney's whole thing is claiming other people's work in yeah, making their own Yeah, calling dibs. Yeah. So why not, like, take, like, like a it. classic American staple and do it? That's really fascinating and a super Disney, good some answer. like it hot. Oh, wait, no. That's only just becoming a Broadway show. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. What's yours? Mine's a lot less creative than yours. It actually has to do with Marvel and... It's something that, like, even though it's something I really, really want, there's, a, there's like, an even chance that it both could and could not happen. And it is an A-Force. Uh, because, you know, here's, for context, for those of you that don't read comics, A-Force is essentially the all-female Avengers team. Mm-hmm. Many of the members of A-Force have been in the Avengers. and uh, But it is essentially 
all of the top tier female Avengers on a an all female squad. And throughout the Marvel comics, there have been a couple different like unofficial all female squads that hang out for a couple issues and then that's it. But A Force was its own mm-hmm. series. Um, and now that She-Hulk is here, it feels like the team is more or less complete because really She-Hulk was like the captain of right. A-Force and, and Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, was the co-captain. It's like, okay, we, not that the two of them are like in motion, I feel like those are like the two main ingredients to any solid A-Force adaptation. And mm-hmm. at this point, I'm like, this seems like full steam ahead. And I'm wishing for it now because I don't know that I have complete faith that Kevin Feige would, like, go forward with something like that. Because it seems like they're trying to step away from the team business model, which I like a team. And I think a lot of people do. I think that's a part of the reason why people are drawn to Marvel in the first place is that there is something really appealing about, like, getting the band together. Getting together, yeah. Yeah. And I... And A-Force is just a bunch of really good stories, also. They're really fascinating. They happen on a bunch of different planets. There's so much you can do. And, And the girls themselves are just, like, good friends. Like, it's... There's a lot here to just make a good story about friendship, not on a, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of real estate here that I think would be super marketable uh, and would work really, really well for for the MCU. And because I, I like, I'll be honest, I think the MCU, like, again, talking about this idea of what their business model is... I think it's always going to need a core team. Right. And if and not the Avengers, right, right. Yeah. We, we don't have one right now. Like there's always going to have to be an anchor, which has always mm-hmm. been the Avengers. And that's why people come out for these extra stories for, for these individual movies, for these individual heroes is because you, you know, that's like the prerequisite to really fully enjoying the team projects. So it's like, Everybody looks forward to the team projects, and I think it's time that we just, like, assemble a team again. Yeah, it is interesting. We're at this weird point where it feels like a lot of different teams are in potential. Like, they've announced Thunderbolts. That's when we know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of talk about, like, what the next Avengers team will be. You know, the Guardians will theoretically exist after Guardians 3. Um, You know, they've mentioned A-Force. They talked about that one scene in Endgame as being like, oh, you know, we're appealing to A-Force fans. Yeah, we're testing the waters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Building off your idea, I would love... Because so in the comics, there are two Civil Wars. I would like Mm. the second Civil War to be a split in A-Force as opposed to split in the Avengers. Like, Mm. for some reason, I like this idea of singularity coming into the MCU and being this character that causes a lot of division of, like, how do we handle this? Right. And because she's an A-Force character, like, she kind of replaces Wanda as, like, the breaking point between Tony and Steve. And it would be Carol and, you know, She-Hulk or something. Right. Oh, my gosh. Singularity is an amazing character. Yeah. I just love her design. I just think it's so cool to have a star person. Oh, she's incredible. And I would love to see what they do with that. That oh, yeah. that 
is a good reason to put somebody in an entire motion cap suit for an entire movie. She-Hulk. <laughs> that is a character that I would actually fully appreciate being in an entire mocap because that just makes sense. But a green woman, you didn't need to put her in mocap. Anyway. Now, are there any Disney, like, in terms of actual Disney physical things that exist right now, is there anything you've always wanted Disney-wise? Well, you know what? You actually sort of took my, like, secondary answer by talking about 2D animation. But I am sort of longing for and nostalgic for more princess content in a classical sense. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Like, and maybe I'm, I'm willing to be wrong about this take, but it's like, I am kind of yearning for the simplicity of like a traditional princess story. And I feel a little bit of like fatigue from the efforts to make everything as diverse as possible. Yeah, it like, it does feel like they're like obsessed with breaking the mold a little. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. One of the reasons why I like Moana is because it's, like, closer to, like, the traditional Princess Disney stuff. And right. Yeah, that's why, like, I like that more than, I don't know. Yeah, I, w- I would like, as much as I like Encanto, I would like a version, you know, I would like a, just another princess. Like, I would oh, like yeah. this energy, but in a princess story again. Right. Like, I wish, you know, I feel like princess, in the traditional sense, is its own category in Disney for mm-hmm. a reason. And it's like... I don't think it needs to be tweaked anymore. We can just add other categories to Disney, like wh- yeah. where a Turning Red or an Encanto would fall into or something like that. Yeah. But, like, so so why not just preserve this this thing that is just, like, and then we have our princesses over here. Like... Yeah, the princess brand. Yeah, our like, princess kind of branch. Like, on that a little more. Exactly. It does feel like they've kind of, like... Because I don't know, they're not going to... Are they going to include Raya in that? Are they going to include Mirabelle in that? They're not really... Like, they don't... No. They don't like, I feel like they belong in their own little box. They do, yeah. Right. Um, well, also, while you're talking, in terms of my classic lit theater idea, um, Great Gatsby, Disney's Great Gatsby. Oh, dear God. That would be interesting. Um, but also, <laughs> in terms of, like, physical things that exist in Disney right now, I would love to rent out one of the parks. So, oh. like, I don't know if you've ever watched um, Swoozy, the YouTube animator. I have, uh, where he talks about his time working there, and he tells that story yes. about those kids that from that high school that <laughs> that rented out the park when he was working there. That I just feel like that would be so fun. That's a fun story. Would, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or getting to spend some time in, like, the Disney vault in terms of, like, where they keep all the art from their, like, abandoned projects. Mm. I've always been obsessed with knowing more about... They were going to do Don Quixote while Walt Disney was still alive, and then they just decided it wasn't working. Mm. I used to want a frame of animation from Disney, but then I thought, no, that feels like grave rot. Like, that feels like stealing. Like, it belongs in a museum. Right. It feels like you're stealing an artifact. So I'd rather just go there and see them. And look at them. And just see, yeah, see all this stuff. The projects that never happened almost interest me more than the ones that got made. I can, like, understand that (laughs) totally. But, yeah, no, if I could, I would also just want any, I don't even need to be there by myself, but I would love to just go to the parks again. That should be something we do one day, Carter. (laughs) If the Patreon money ever comes in. Right. Oh, it will, baby. It will. (laughs) 